Hey, I'm Ben Katzman, the one who likes to rock, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andres Jones. Keep rocking. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We are in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs, which we will randomly select. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with the boys in the band Kispanic. Rudy. Hi, guys. And Thomas. Hello, everyone. And you are playing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. Some songs in English, most of the songs in Spanish. For the, so for those of you who have been waiting through, whatever, 550 podcasts for us to get to the Spanish language songs, we're finally satisfying we your itch. So we've finally got to you. And now we're joined in the studio by someone who has a, uh, a tangential relationship to this Starburns industry, which we are a part of. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Josh Mills. Well, thank you very much. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's exciting. I'm uh, I'm ready. <laughs> so, Josh, you your your job is uh, is publicizing artists like ourselves. Exactly. Mostly music. Uh, I do music, uh, but I would also do DVDs or books, but they have to be uh, related to music. Um, and I also uh, run an estate of my mom, who is an actress uh, named Edie Adams. Oh. And Ernie Kovacs, who was her husband. So I run that estate. And my father, you who was a You photograph- run the Co- Ernie Kovacs estate? I do. I do. I do. That's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. that's... I mean, no offense to your mom. I'm sorry. No, but I'm, please. I'm, I'm a big Ernie <laughs> Kovacs fan. So. It's, it's a big year. It's a centennial, so we're working on a lot of stuff. I figure... Exciting. As my mom would say... You know, talk about your jams and jellies. Bring them all out and sell everything, Josh. So I'm going for it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and now, the way I know you, yeah, is there is a band that I that I had wanted to have on Radio Eight Ball for the longest time, <laughs> in part because they're just a great band, but also because their name is the Eighty Eight. Yes. Oh, perfect. And Radio Eight Ball and the Eighty Eight. Just seemed like a natural fit, and yeah. then of course the '88 did the music for the TV show Community. Yeah, and one of the characters in Community was played by Dino Stamatopoulos, who is one of the owners of this facility, and he played the character 
Starburns. I did not know that. So that's we nice. just tie the little knot there. So this is so this is your first time in Starburns Industries. It is. It actually is. Did, yes. Were you a fan of the TV? Did you watch the TV show Community? I did, and uh, sadly, the '88 is no more. But uh, for now, yes, yeah, for now. Uh, but no, they got a pretty sweet uh, deal with uh, with that show. They they wrote I think 26, 28 seconds of a song and. That was the theme song, and then they said, "Oh, great! We need the rest of the song." And they went, "Well, it's twenty six seconds. Yeah, if, they, you, they, if you want more of the song, you got to pay for it." <laughs> so yeah, and and then and I know they ended up touring with Ray Davies. Yeah, they did as his backing band, right? Uh-huh. Absolutely. So they basically became the Kinks. Yeah, they did a. I believe it was they did uh, like you know a, a set of their own material, and then Ray. You know, would come out and do whatever material he wanted to do, and they were very much influenced by Ray. And, and you could tell, yeah. yeah. And uh, it worked great. They they played a lot of really cool venues. I think they went to uh, the Fuji Fest in Japan, and you know, did crazy shows, and it was great for them. And we'll, we'll be talking. I don't want. It's not going to be just all '88 no. talk, but I am curious. So you say they're no longer. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, the, the band broke. the The band broke up. Yeah, essentially. Um, I do know that uh, one of the band members I, I keep in touch with, Adam Marin, who is the uh, keyboard piano player, he actually wrote a book uh, with his husband called "Husbands That Cook." So I'm plugging, I guess, their book. But they have a, a big book out now. It's a vegan cookbook, and uh, they're like on tour. Powell Books. I mean, they go everywhere, and they're plugging their "Husbands That Cook" book. And who was the, the main songwriter in the band? Uh, Keith. Keith. It all. And what's he up to? I don't know. I haven't talked to Keith in a really long time. Um, I think he moved to Georgia, um, but I haven't spoken to him in quite a while. Mm. Yeah. Well, great band. I, uh, yeah, I, the good, the, the great thing about, uh, about music, you put it, you lay it down, the band's never really over because I can always, <laughs> have they got, That's did they do three CDs or? I think they did four and they might have done a Fifth as an independent release that was a little more underground, but yeah, yeah, cool. They uh, they they had a they had a string where I think that in you know three or four years they probably had 50, 60 song placements. I mean, it was unbelievable. I've never ever seen a band have that much success in in film you know placements and TV placements and commercials and Doctor Diet Doctor Pepper and whatever. Is that is that part, I mean, is there a certain amount of thing about like you attain a certain amount of success and you make a certain amount of money? It makes it hard like. Was the was success the you know did it spoil Rock Hunter if you will No, I'm they uh, the thing about the band was that they had a sound that I think could be accessible to a lot of different things. Not that they were selling out in any no, way. No, that, that's how that, they sounded from the that's beginning. That's just how they were, and uh, you know, like I think the the. There was a situation where Diet Dr. Pepper wanted to use a song that was like a cover of a Huey Lewis. Well, Huey Lewis didn't write it, but it was on that huge sports album. Mm-hmm. And he refused and said, oh, you can't use my song. So they said, oh, would you want to try and see if you can do this song? They paid him a thousand bucks to go in the studio, record the song, and they got it. And then they got a very, very, very nice check I'm... because they got the commercial. Was Were there... Was there? Did they have like a, a thing in the writer that all of their checks had to have an eight on it? Like, <laughs> no, but that would have made some sort of uh, ten thousand. No, ten thousand and eight. Yes, exactly. Yeah, everything's. They were not numerologists, but but yes, ten thousand and eighty-eight cents. It's yes. got to put the eighty-eight on the back of that. Yes, yes, yeah. 
Anyway, I'm I, I'm nuts for the number eight. That's so a, I'm kind of, that's okay. So it, uh, so before we get to your question, are yeah. there is there any other particular acts? I mean, you you've worked with a ton with a, with a bunch of people. Yeah. Anyone you're working right now that you would you know I, would be excited I, to have you mention them on the show? Yeah, uh, I still work with uh, and manage also the band Dengue Fever. I don't know if you know them, mm-hmm. Cambodian rock band. Oh, so yeah, we hear cool. <laughs> Uh, they're actually in Chicago tonight playing a show, but, uh, they're great. Um, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they've been around since about 2002. I've managed them since like 2005 and they've had some great sync placements as well with, uh, uh, True Blood and, uh, a bunch of different things, but, uh, they're just a great group of people. They're recording a new album. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting on them. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. waiting on them to actually finish that up and let's see what the next step is. Well, they got to they got to get off the road. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Anyone else? I mean, in the past, I've worked with a lot of old school punk bands. I've worked with uh, the Dead Kennedys and the Weirdos and the Adolescents and uh, Rick Agnew. So it just depends. It, it things come your way. Certain times, I worked a few documentaries, a few books, uh, but all related to music. So your heart is in is in punk. Is that your is that where you? What you came up being excited about? Well, some of it, yeah. But I, I do, you know, I was, you know, I actually had long hair at one time. Uh, so I was a total... We're like, on the radio. Let's just say... Okay, yeah. Your, your hair is beautiful. <laughs> it it's is. Flowing. It's gorgeous. Oh, actually, I'm gonna, it's like Daltrey. I'm going to post some pictures. Sorry. Okay. okay. Uh, Daltrey's no, like, uh, yeah. how did he know? <laughs> Uh, it was just, I just like just really good music and it, you know, it doesn't really matter if it's, you know, I don't work a lot of classical. I wouldn't work jazz. I wouldn't work, you know, blues or stuff like that. Cause it just wouldn't be my thing, but anything that's, you know, rock, even world, um, alternative, uh, punk for sure. So it just depends. Any Spanish language acts? Uh, I don't think off the top of my head. However, I used to work at house of blues and I got a great indoctrination in the early, like late 90s, early 2000s. So I saw like Terceo Palados, I saw uh, El Gran Silencio, I saw Todos Tus Muertos. So I saw all these great bands and it was like a real, it was great because, you know, Carlos Vives, you know, Colombian. And then it was like Argentine and then it was like Mexican. And you just saw all these different styles and you saw some that were, uh, you know, very mainstream and then you saw ones that did like their own thing and uh it was just it was great because that was just a world that i had no concept of so it was great that was a good time for house of blues actually yeah what were you doing at the house of blues i did publicity for the venue so the one in hollywood or yeah and it was a it was a great i was you know early 30s and i lived down the street practically so i mean i practically lived there i was there five or six days i mean i was there five days a week working and then i'd be there five or six days at night so but you you know one night it was like oh uh, paul simon's going to bring his entire rig in and let's go see paul simon and another time it's tony bennett's going to do it i saw bb <laughs> king i saw ray charles i saw Bono or, you know, I just saw so many great things that was just kind of just sort of cramps. I'm wearing a cramps t-shirt under this. So X, the Pogues, not the Pogues. I saw uh, Shane McGowan, Joe Mm -hmm. Strummer. So it was just like one after another. It was like, this is, this was great. I mean, I just every (laughs) night saw something I loved. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to say that kind of promotes itself, but when you're, (laughs) when you're, when you're promoting Tony Bennett at the at the House of Blues, I'm sure that you yeah. pretty much just have to send out a press release. Well, what's funny about <laughs> that show is that that was the one show they were like, you get no tickets. <laughs> There's no tickets for that for you. Yeah. But the great thing for me, I mean, purely 
you know, cynically was yeah. that I had 20 tickets to every show every night. Oh, wow. So if it didn't, you know, if, if writers weren't going, I could invite my friends or I could bring someone in or I could kind of, you know, I'd use it, put them on my list and say, oh, yeah, they were uh, that magazine that uh, you've never heard of. Yeah. And so I, I, I worked it a little bit like everyone else did there, but uh, I had 20 tickets every night to every show, so it was great. Wow, what what years was it, were, were this? This was like ninety eight to about two thousand, somewhere in there. Wait a second, Ray. Oh no, yeah, Ray Charles is oh, still yeah. with us in yeah. ninety eight. Yeah. When did when did Ray Charles die? Oh, oh, I don't even, I don't know. Right after the movie, right after Ray. Came. Oh, that was in two thousands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, why don't we get into? I mean. I always have this thing where we have these cool guests on, and then I kind of <laughs> wish I just had an interview show and we could just talk for an hour because I bet you have some amazing stories. I got wacky stories, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe some of them will, will play into our okay. interpretation, but let's get to your question for the Pop Oracle. Oh, what do you got for us? I'm going to go completely off the board. Um, having seen our corrupt Amer- uh, attorney general today, uh, curious to know if uh, William Barr will be either resign or will be impeached. Okay, and this is coming out. This will be coming out in late June. So by then we will we'll have an answer. We'll have an answer. All right. But let's let's see what we get. So right. will William Barr be impeached, pilloried, <laughs> tarred and feathered, tarred hopefully. And feathered. <laughs> in prison. To the public. Yeah. So uh, now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Wow. Na 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 na. And I believe eight has come up already. So let's do it again. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me give you the song. And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. (laughs) Wheel of eight. Okay, so. Something we've ate, huh? No, 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 no. Now. We've got to play the same song over here. Exactly. Go to the cards. Oh. Wow. The, oh, this happens from time to time. There's an eight in the card, too. <laughs> well, we just take the eight out. <laughs> oh, we got, you got the 88. It's, That's so weird. <laughs> that is great. Okay. Uh, and now, to engage the pop oracle, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card. Song number four, which is Me Preoccupa. Me Preoccupa. What is, what is the, what's the English translation of that title? I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Hoy me preocupa el clima Quizás va a llover Eso que dije y cómo Lo voy a resolver Ese reloj que ve y disfruta mis tardanzas Aquella fruta que descansa en celofán 
Me preocupa el velo, el credo No apague la luz Me preocupa el duelo, el celo Romper el tabú Soy paso Say it for us. Me preocupa. From Hispanic, and the English translation is, it worries me. And that was the answer to our question here from Josh. Will our current attorney general be impeached, imprisoned, run out of town on a rail? Yes. And so... Those lyrics, man. Those are serious <laughs> yeah. for this song too, yeah. for this question. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> is nuts. So, Rudy, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. And for those of you who are uh, are listening to this, you can find the English translation at the Radio Eight blog, uh, and uh, you can see the lyrics in Spanish and in English. So, so uh, it, it comes basically from from anxiety, from all the things that we are worried about, and it starts. It's this character. It starts with a very um, casual problems like the weather and the traffic and all this stuff. And all of a sudden he starts like realizing that he, he has more problems than that. And then uh, in the hip-hop section it's when he, he starts talking about the really important stuff that is going on. 
And in the courses, he he realized also that it's not worth to to be worried about it because you, you need to do something the best you can and then just wait. There's no reason to get anxious because things are not going to work as you want. So he's like, that's why it's more reggae, more happy. And he's like, okay, I, I don't care, or whatever. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's kind of ironic, and the guy's like going all over the place with thoughts throughout the song. So, Josh, I, I gave you were able to look at the lyrics. Were there yeah. what were some of the lyrics that jumped out to you as the answer? Wow, as the answer, I don't know, but it, it's funny because even I worry about the nations with power. I worry about corrupt people can can control the law. I yeah. mean, did <laughs> did I just not ask that question? I mean, that's exactly the lyrics. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I mean. I would hope that uh, all this anxiety leads to a little bit more than just, uh, you know, just our pent-up uh, freak-out mode that we're always in. But uh, I hope the guy's impeached. <laughs> That's what I hope, <laughs> frankly. But that was crazy. That one line I just zeroed in on that. I was those two lyrics. I was like, "That's crazy." Yeah. yeah. When, when the song was chosen, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a coincidence." Synchronicity. Yeah, it's yeah. a synchronicity. Maybe. True. Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, all I can say. So I, I uh, when I'm in LA, I go and I work out at the the LA Fitness in uh, on Cahuenga. So you can stalk me there. I was going to say, I'll go find you. Yeah. Uh, I actually work as a manager, and some of my acting clients actually. The the only time I I see them is when they're there. They're like, ah, why aren't you sending me out? Exactly. I am, I am, I promise. Look how hard I'm working. Um, But so on one screen, so what was it? So Fox Hmm. was covering this, was covering the bar stuff, but CNN was covering the the attempted coup in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so hard for me because... While everyone is focusing on what I feel like is the, the, how can I, without, without diminishing it, the drama, trauma of the, of Trump and whatever happened before the election, Mm -hmm. since the election, there are massive, I would say crimes against humanity that are are going on. And it's so frustrating. Like, that's where my worry is, is like... Yeah, the the William Barr is you know is definitely worthy of our attention, and at the same time, there is some stuff going on this week that is terrifying on a on a global level. So, for me, when I was listening when I was re- listening to the song and reading the lyrics, I was just thinking of, that's that's sort of what I was thinking about is about the so in terms of answering the question, mm. let's go let's go back to that. So, will he? be impeached. I think that there's something I guess the worry that I have is that even if he is, it doesn't like it's okay, move another attorney general. Like right. let's get another attorney general who will do bad stuff for another three months and then get impeached. Like the, the the revolving door kind of thing. I, I totally know what you're saying because there is a feeling that, you know, this is literally our Teflon Don you know, president that, you know, Reagan was called the Teflon president. Well, Trump is really the Teflon president. Nothing sticks to this guy. However, uh, like Elizabeth Warren said in one of the debates or one of the town halls, you know, it's time for Congress to basically stand up and say essentially like yay or nay. You know, history will will find you and will see you and, you know, you have to actually stand up and say, you know, this is – 
corrupt and wrong or that, you know, you believe in this. And uh, I think that's the point is that you have to actually take a vote and see where everybody stands on this issue because in the end, we want to know who said what and history will bear out who was right and who was wrong. And I kind of feel like I already know what side is going to be right and wrong. But Well, I mean, I guess you're assuming that there's going to be a history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, gosh. I mean, here's a random thought that I had about yeah. when I was – I don't know, in, I guess, junior high or whatever, they had that uh, movie, the nuclear war movie that was on. The Day After. The Day After. We're about the same age, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, it was like a huge deal. It was almost like as big as Roots. When I was a kid, Roots was a huge deal. You had to see it. And The Day After was a huge thing. Kind of after Reagan left, nobody really thought about nuclear war and like destruction. That kind of just went away. Like, oh, we've, we've settled that with Russia and it's all done. As soon as Trump became president, I was like, this is all back on the table. Like, it's that's where my anxiety comes from. Like, it's not just sort of like conflicts in even major countries. It's nuclear annihilation. That's what freaks me out. Because this guy, well, he's a moron and he's got the nuclear codes. I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we're worried. Yeah. That's why we're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you so is this on the this is on the, the songs on the new record? Yes. Are all the songs that we're hearing today are on the new record? Yes. Only you, only, it, only one is from from Wesa from my former Wesa. band. Yeah. Uh, from Chile. Right. And <clears throat> this again, the name of the record is Stereotype. Stereotype. Cool. And well, uh, another great song. Thank uh, you. And sort of. A perfect answer to, to to a very difficult, you know, tough question. Mm-hmm. Well asked, thank and uh, well, thank you very much, Josh, for being a part of this, this and is asking great. asking this question. Of course, by the time this comes out, we will know the fate. We won't know our fate, right? We won't know the fate of the nation or the world, but we should have some <laughs> sense of the specific focus of your question. Yes, hopefully, if they don't play the waiting game too long, that's the other fear. Yeah, well, we'll, we can't get into that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not again. Not again. again. Not no. again. Never again. No. Well, thank you very much, Josh. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you were able to come down. And if and if you uh, if you talk to the, to uh, anyone from the '88, tell them if they ever want to come back to Starburns and play a little bit of music, um, we'll have them. I will. I, I, I will tell him. Adam for sure. I love uh, him. We. Uh, it's funny because he'll 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 want to talk about his book too. So you know. We'll yeah, see. it'd be great to have him come in. Just yeah. to, to have him and his husband come in, yeah, and yeah. they can talk about the the vegan cooking. And I will press them even even more to get <laughs> this band, my one of my favorite bands. There back you together. go. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.